0: the healer. Today Jesus shows us what his mission is. For the last several weeks, including today, we're still in like the first chapter of Mark. But already he's like underway. That his mission is to heal the sick. It's to cast out evil. It's to directly encounter This world that has fallen because of original sin. This world of brokenness that you and I experience every day in our relationships. And in my own brokenness. And Jesus meets it head on. That's his mission. And so I want to go through a section of our gospel today to read it, not just, you know, what Jesus did then, but to hear it spiritually. Spiritually for what Jesus desires to do for you and I today. It says, On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. Simon and Andrew and James and John, they just encountered Christ. That Christ called to them where they were. And, And from this encounter... They give him permission. They, they invite him into their home. They ex- already have seen some things. And they want Jesus' healing, Jesus' presence in all of their lives. And Jesus shows that his desire is not just to heal them, but he wants to heal all of their relationships that the the love and healing that they're experiencing, that because he's God, he wants it to overflow, that Jesus wants to bless all the people around them, around us. Yet Jesus waits until James and John, Simon and Andrew, he waits until they give him permission. Jesus' desire is like what he says to Zacchaeus, right? He says... I want to come to your house. That's Jesus' desire. He's like, I want to come to your house. I want to come bring healing there. But like Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will enter his house and dine with him and he with me. And so Jesus waits He waits for our invitation. Jesus, come. Come into my life. I want your healing. And so Simon and Andrew do this. The next line is, they immediately told Jesus about her, his mother-in-law. Adam and Eve, when they faced difficulty, when they faced the evil one, when they faced shame, it turned away. And, and you and I, we, we do that too. It's just natural that, right, that uh, when we're in sin, isn't it awkward to come to church? Like, or isn't it awkward to, like, talk to that person who we feel like we let down? Like, I feel like I disappointed you. Like, it's, that's when I, when I see people on campus. I'm like, hey, hey, how are you? And they're like, Father, I was out of town this weekend. You know, like... <laughs> I was just saying hi, you know? <laughs> um, and so there's, there's a tendency within us to turn, to hide. But, but, but Peter, Simon Peter and Andrew, says they immediately told him about her. That the first place we are to go when we find ourselves in sin and brokenness and shame is to Jesus. Is to immediately tell him that, that he waits he, he wants to help us, but he waits for us to open the door. And so whenever we catch ourselves, maybe it's, maybe it's been two seconds, maybe it's been like 20 years, and it's like, man, I just feel like far from God, and I, that, that becomes the moment then to turn to him. You know, it's like the prodigal son needed some time, you know, to go do what he needed to do, but it doesn't have to be that way. He didn't have to leave to encounter his father's love. That we don't have to fall and be broken before we experience God's love in our lives. But every moment becomes the new moment to go to him as we are. Jesus approaches. He grasps her by the hand and helps her up. That Jesus, that when that door is open, Jesus comes that he approaches us, he comes to us. He says, I'm, I'm sorry, I love you, I want to heal you. Let me take you by the hand. That Jesus, when he sees us in our, in our brokenness, he doesn't see us as like dirty, or not good enough, or unworthy. But he wants to touch us because he knows that it's his touch that's going to bring us healing. Every one of the sacraments we have involves like like touch. The anointing of the sick, right? That's clearly with the sick. But but the Eucharist is is Jesus saying, I know you need my touch, my healing, my strength in your life. And so I come to you. You just have to open the door of your heart, open the door of your mouth, and, and you let me in, and I want to touch you. Jesus wants, don't don't we feel like when we sin, don't we feel like dirty? We're like, don't touch me. Get away from me. And it's precisely in that moment that Jesus is like, you need my touch more than ever. That the woman who was caught in adultery, that he he takes her by the hand. When everyone else has shunned her and wants to just accuse her, that he touches her. He's like, I want to show you that I love you. That you are defined not by what they say. You are defined not by what you've done. You are defined by the Father's love. <clears throat> and I want to touch you and remind you of that. And he knows every one of our wounds. Psalm 147 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls each by name. That He, he knows every one of my wounds. He knows my disappointments. He knows my shame. He knows the people that I feel separated from in my life. He knows that I feel alone. And it's precisely into each of those places that he wants to touch. After Simon's mother-in-law, it says, Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. That when the Lord heals our heart, it is able to function as it was meant to, to go out and to love, to serve, to give to others. But we cannot give what we do not have. It's, it's kind of like sometimes I hear people say, like, I, I, know, I know I'm supposed to forgive my family member or my friend, but I just, I just can't. And I was like, of course you can't. Because until the Lord heals that, until until the Lord heals that relationship, your heart is not going to open up to love. It would be unjust, actually. But as we invite the Lord into that, as we go to Him and talk to Him, that relationship of love that we then receive from that relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we receive His love, it then heals us, it then strengthens us to then go out and to share his love with others. But until then, I'm walking around like wounded. Like I got nothing to get. I'm just afraid someone else is going to hurt me. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to invite them to whatever because they might reject me. I'm not going to tell my roommates how I feel because they're just going to laugh at me. But as the Lord heals me and makes me whole, that it gives me the freedom to love like Jesus, to, to hold nothing back, but to just to give it all. Why? Not because I'm perfect, but because I'm perfectly secure in the Father's love for me. That the Father loves me not because I'm good and whole and, and everything's perfect, but because He's perfect. And it's from this relationship that he reminds me of my goodness, and then I can live out of that goodness in my life. I think we feel like, you know, I have to like figure it out. I, ha- I have to get some things in order, and then I'll and then God, then I'll be able to hear God's voice. But let's remember this big picture. Two weeks ago, Jesus called the disciples, and they immediately left their nets and followed him. Last week, Jesus proclaimed the truth in the synagogue and evil is like cast out. And then today, they invite him into the rest of their house. Jesus' call comes before the healing. Jesus' invitation comes before we're made whole. That Jesus calls us as we are, where we are, to come to him. That he's the one that will remove the lies that he's the one that will speak truth and bring wholeness and healing to bring us back into relationship with one another and with him. And so what does God want? He desires relationship with us. He knows I'm not perfect. And he invites me to come to him as I am. And in this relationship, he will make me whole. This is the touch I need. Our New Midnight speaker this week, Father Sean Kilcalley, he was speaking about like healing within our sexuality, but, but really it was kind of so much bigger than that. And he told this story that, that moves me, and I'd like to tell this story to you about an encounter he had with a young man. And so he encounters this young man who comes to see him because he's struggling with sexual sin, with pornography, etc. And he can't stop. I've told God, and it's not helping. I've gone to confession a million times, and it's not helping. I feel stuck. It feels like God doesn't care about me. It feels like I'm not important enough. Like God's helping everybody else. Everybody else is having all sorts of spiritual experiences. Look at them. And look at me. And so this young man is telling this priest these things and talking about being stuck in pornography. And, and the priest says, okay, um, let me ask you, do you, do you kind of remember maybe like the first time you encountered pornography? Like, how, how old were you? Like, where were you? He's like, well, I was, I was young. I was just a kid. Um, and it was in the living room. Um, He's like, well, did you, did you click on it? Did you, did it just pop up? Or he's like, well, I, there was this thing there. And I was like, what's that? You know, and I clicked and then, and then I clicked again. And, and before I knew it, I was there were, like videos and it was like, ah, you know, um, and, and the priest is like, well, what, you know, did, what was that like for you? What did, what did that feel like? He's like, well, I just, I felt kind of fuzzy. Like I, uh, I felt ashamed. Like I know I shouldn't see this, but like. I I can't turn away, and it actually, like, there's something that's attractive and feels good about it, but then I feel ashamed for feeling good, because I know I'm not supposed to look at that. And he says, do you have a sense, like, where was Jesus when that was happening? He's like, Jesus, um, yeah, no, um, he's like, where, where was Jesus at? If Jesus was in the room, like, what was he doing? And he's like, you know, um, you know, Jesus would be in the corner saying, you shouldn't do that. That what you're doing is wrong. And, and then there I am, like I'm doing this thing, and, and it's like I'm, it's like I'm driving the nails into Jesus' hands right there in front of him. And the priest looks at this young man, and he says, you were just a kid. Like you're just a kid. Jesus says that whoever causes one of these little ones to sin, better if a millstone were put around their neck and they cast into the sea. That Jesus is not mad at you. Jesus is mad at those people, the, 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 the creators of this, the pornography that, that put it out there because they knew the kids would find it. Jesus is he's, not, he's mad at them, not you. Jesus is he's not disappointed in you. He's disappointed in the lie that you've disappointed him. And, and he gets it, that, you know, that just because there's these feelings in the middle of this confusion, you didn't choose that. It happened to you. And it was wrong what happened to you. And Jesus would come over to you at the computer and he would, he would kind of kneel down and he would, he, would, he would pull you into his chest. And he would say to you, I'm sorry this happened to you. This shouldn't have happened. It's not your fault. I will always love you. I will never abandon you. I'm sorry this happened to you. It's not your fault. This is wrong. It would happen to you. That I will always love you. I will never abandon you. And this young man, the tears just fell down his face. And as he experienced the relationship with his loving God, a relationship that had never left, but had been missed because of the shame and brokenness of sin. It says that after Jesus healed in the gospel today, rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. That the healing that God wants to give us is to lead us to deeper union with the Father, our merciful Father, our loving Savior, Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit, the consoler. That God is so big and so good that even our brokenness becomes the very means by which we come to experience a deeper union with our God who made us out of love, for love, because of love, so that we might know his love. That's Jesus' mission. That he might remind us of the relationship we were made for, As we experience his healing, we are reminded of our identity, of who we are, that could never be taken away, even if we fell a million times. That I am, and you are, the beloved sons and daughters of a father who loves us, and who holds nothing back as he pours out his heart and mercy and love to touch us, to heal us, and bring us back into that relationship he made us for.